Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Welcome to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me yet again is Travis Northup. Seasonal McClunky. And Brian Malkowitz. C-Team. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for joining me via your, your places today. It, uh, we're recording this on Juneteenth. We had to make some time uh, because of our busy week with Summer of Gaming. But it should come out at the regular scheduled time so today we're going to be talking about whether or not you should come back to destiny 2 right now uh we're going to be talking about the charity stream some news came out of there uh they've been bungie has been raising money with the team at gcx and yeah just some some cool news came out of that we're going to talk about our impressions of the story so far and we're going to talk about the dungeon today so real quick um i do want to mention that i was sent a pretty cool statue and i'm doing live playback so i apologize the the crew over at uh, Numskull Designs sent me this statue of the stranger, and it is really, really cool. It is, it has earned a permanent place on my shelf back there. But their video does a better job of showing it off. I just wanted to say thanks to those guys, real quick. Um, also, where's mine? But whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do they have any time to explain why they were sending you this? I have no idea why they sent it to me. I think they watched the show and they're a fan and I am a fan of the statue. So uh, it's official Destiny product. They've partnered with Bungie on it. It's 10 inches and I like it. Yeah, it's available via US retailers. You're gonna have to check out their website because I don't know anything about the pre-order details. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a very, very neat statue of the new character coming in the game. Um, new or old? Yeah, well, a returning character. Good point, Travis. <laughs> uh, yeah, so today, this morning, I woke up. It's a personal day. I made a video on my YouTube channel because I keep getting asked this question. Everyone is like, should I come back to Destiny 2? And I think that you absolutely should, and you should, like, as soon as you possibly can. Here is why. There is one main important reason why that I feel that you should be coming back to Destiny 2 if you're a laps player or you're a player that's just been uh, interested in the game. You can start playing New Light. And that reason is because they are taking away large chunks of content. So you're not going to be able to experience a lot of things in the game come September. Uh, how do you guys feel about it? Do you agree with me on that? How do you feel about the content going away? We didn't really talk about the Destiny community vault too much. Um, I'm fine with it because I've gotten to experience all that content. But... I started mm -hmm. to realize, hey, there's a ton of players out there that haven't played through the Red War. They can skip Curse of Osiris. Or like, uh, what was it? <laughs> what was the Mars? Like when Mars was introduced, because Mars is right. going away. Yeah, Warmind. And a lot of that, you know, was sort of the first few years of Destiny. What do you, what do you guys think? Do you think people should be hopping in this season or should they wait for the new expansion? Travis? 
I I've been recommending to my friends that they wait, honestly, just because uh, I feel like the season is going to be a little bit slower and we're obviously ramping up and getting hyped. But I would encourage people to come back when the expansion is out. I definitely get that there's a lot of uh, content that's getting sunsetted. But, uh, you know, if you played base Destiny 1, you've probably already played the main campaign. None of the other seasons are really like, you know, like must play Destiny experiences in terms of the campaign. So... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that if somebody came back right now, maybe they would play through all the campaigns and then be a little bored before the expansion comes out. And yeah, I, I, I think they should probably wait to the expansion. That's... I get, I get your point. Cause the new expansion is going to come out. There might be a, like a leveling system or something that powers you up. I think Bungie has that sometimes for returning players. Um, I get where you're coming from, from that perspective. I think my recommendation is mostly for players who have not played through most of the campaigns. I think now is just like a great time to catch up, get to where the story currently is, and then hop into this season's story. And it will also help you be at level for when the new content comes out, if there isn't a new system to get there. In addition, some of the exotics that we can easily acquire right now could be more difficult to acquire in the following season. So that was another reason why I would recommend coming now, just to sort of like get things in order the way you want them to be to go into this new world of Destiny. Brian, do you do you agree or disagree also? Uh, yes and no. So my I mo mo more so agree with Travis in that like you should probably come back if you're if you're coming back or starting for the first time. Uh, Beyond Light is probably a great place for that. Um, mostly because a lot of content or too much of it can be overwhelming sometimes. So that might be a turnoff for a lot of people. And when Beyond Light comes out, you know, they're nixing a lot of content. So there's not going to be a whole lot that is just going to be sitting there in the back of your mind going, oh, I got to do all this, I got to do all this, do all, do all that. Um, so there's going to be no pressure to be needing to do all that stuff. And they can focus and kind of just be right there where everybody else is and, you know, just start, you know, kind of have that fresh start with an expansion. I'm not so sure that seasons are a great place to start Destiny, considering, considering especially now, considering like this season is supposed to be the the climax to like a year's worth of storytelling. Um, so that's why I think that Beyond Light is probably the better place to start. I get where you guys are coming from. I still think now is a good time to start, only because it's we're basically it, if they if they yeah. want all that content. Yes. Yeah, we're in the prequel of or however you say that word, we're in that time where we're learning story and narrative about what's going to be coming this fall. And that's why I'm actually grinding a whole lot this season and I'm actually playing, leveling up my season pass. I want to be ready for Beyond Light. I want to be the max power I could possibly be going into that content. You know, the new raid is coming around the corner. So for me, I'm like, if you haven't played since like Forsaken or... You're not familiar with the artifact and the new mods. There's like so many systems that have changed. But at the same time, I don't think it's as overwhelming as we make it out to be. It's like when you sign on as a new player, it's like, ah, oh, what do I do? Just do whatever you want. You can play PvP. You can play through strikes. You can just play through the story mission. If you just want to get sort of versed in the language of what's going on in Destiny, just try stuff out and see how it goes. You can't really do anything wrong, in my opinion. Once you hit like... 10-10, then do your uh, do your powerful engrams, then your pinnacles. But besides that, just play. Just play through the content, kind of mess around, see what's going on. I, I really don't understand that, that question, and I do hear it a lot. 
people feeling overwhelmed. Why do you guys think that is? It's just you, like, is there really like, that many confusing things? Because there's strikes, there's gambit, there's crucible. It's not so much that it's just like that many things. It's just there's a lot of things, right? You have, you know, one, two, three, four. You have about like five cam main campaigns to get through. You know, that's that's Red War, uh, Curse, War Mind, Forsaken, Shadow Keep, and then any other content that surrounds those pieces of those drops. You know, starting from vanilla to now. Um, so it's, it's not so much that it's like, uh, I guess not overwhelming, but more so just like, do I really want to do all this? Do I need to do all of this? You know, some people, you know, not a lot of people will, will make that decision to, to do that content or, or want to do all of it. Um, that's why I think like when Beyond Light comes out and Bungie officially makes all of that content irrelevant by just not being available, it'll just be easier for people to jump in and just have a clear sight of what needs to happen to get them to where they need to be in the end game. Yeah. I mean, you could do that now, though, also. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But, yeah. you know, for you yeah. and for, for all of us who have been playing this game for the past three years, it's easy for us to understand that because we've been in this game for that long, that we understand mm -hmm. everything that from from everything that's changed because it's been simple for us because we've been there through every single little step that's changed. Yeah. But when somebody new comes in, they just got a whole backlog of things that have changed since they've played or if they're here for the first time. Yeah. I guess I'm just nervous because like Red War, Curse of Osiris and Warmind are not going to be playable. So if you care about that, I guess what I would say to if you care about that story stuff, jump in and play it. It's all free. So you can play it via new light. It's at Amanda Holiday in the tower. So you basically go through the tutorial mission. You go to the tower. You go to Amanda Holiday, I think, and you should be able to play those yeah. campaigns. Otherwise, you just do the basic quest line where you play like one strike. You do a crucible match, and it kind of just teaches you all the basics of the game. Yeah, I think uh, you. I think you unlock planets by just getting XP yep. while playing those planets. Yeah. I'm not sure. I've never really actually played New Light because I don't have a New Light character. Yeah, but. I've been playing on the IGN Ed's account and you basically go to the EDZ, you do some missions, you level up, you unlock the next planet. And then mm -hmm. um, Forsaken is on Tangled Shore. You can access that immediately if you want to because you can just jump right to it if you end up purchasing that. And then Shadowkeep, honestly, if you want a starting point, I think you should play through Shadowkeep. It's a few hours long because that sets up a lot of the narrative of what we're going to be experiencing this fall. And by playing through Shadowkeep, it should set you up for the expansion that is coming basically. So you play through Shadowkeep, you'll be the power that you need to, to participate in the stuff this season, and then you'll be able to experience Beyond Light in the fall and you'll be ready to go. Anyway, yeah, or Travis, if you I've want a consistent, yeah. <laughs> if you want a consistent story, you can just play uh, through the first year of Destiny 1 and then pick up right at Beyond Light, right where the stranger comes back. Really, what, what do you have missed? You know what I mean? If you, just, yeah, if, if you just if you just Destiny one and then come back and she's just there, oh here we go. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember her from the end of the campaign. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a nice like through line. What are these pyramids about? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Well, she alluded to them, right? So it's like mm -hmm. we're finally getting the thing that she was talking about. <laughs> uh there's there's also been uh, the charity stream going on. GCX and you know, but had Bungie on recently and they talked about returning exotics or a returning exotic and the new exotic a little bit. So let's talk a little bit about Hawkmoon. Hawkmoon was revealed. It will be coming back in new light. Travis, what was your reaction to hearing about Hawkmoon? 
my reaction was that I'll be excited to actually be able to use Hawkmoon when it maybe is good. I was an Xbox player and Hawkmoon was a PlayStation exclusive exotic. So by the time I got it on my platform, it was nerfed and not good. So I'm very excited to hopefully if it's good, I, I know that they said that they're going to be changing how it works, but if it, if it is good, then, uh, I'll know what that feels like. Yay. <laughs> and uh, Brian, do you like, what was your reaction? Cause I, if I have, can't randomly one shot somebody in crucible. Then it's not Hawkmoon. Right. I totally agree with you. There's a different exotic and like you're the design of it. will be more nostalgic than actually using the gun. Um, if I don't know, it's just like, it's if, if, if cause they, Luke Smith was talking about changing the way the perk works. Um, or perks, you know, because it, it won't have luck in the chamber. So it's like, how much of this exotic are they going to change? Is it even going to feel like Hawkmoon when it comes back to the point to where was, you might as well have just made it a new, a, just called it something different? Yeah, uh, that also stood out to me too, because if it doesn't have luck in the chamber, it's just, I don't understand what it is. You know, yeah, we're not Travis, sure what, what Hawkmoon is without its perks. So who knows? Travis, you didn't have yeah. that response at all? No, I mean, I, I, I'm very confused as to how they're going to change it, but uh, they said it will have some sort of luck-based attribute, which I think is kind of the whole point of that gun, right? It's basically like, uh, you know, pulling on a on a, a slot machine every time you fire the trigger. And I, yeah. I think that that is really cool. That's exactly how Dado put it in his video. He said it was basically, it's a slot machine every time you pull it. And it's just, when you get that two-tap or that super-duper bullet, that felt really, really good. So if it doesn't have that feel, why did you decide to give it the name of this <laughs> renowned weapon that we all loved from Destiny 1, you know, except for Xbox players? <laughs> and then uh, the Trace Rifle, I didn't actually get to hear much about. So do either of you guys know about the Trace Rifle that was revealed? Well, we, we don't know that it's a Trace Rifle exactly. We know that there's a legendary gun that they showed off that maybe is a scout rifle but to me it looks more like a trace rifle and if so it would be the first uh legendary trace for rifle in the game which is kind of a big deal so uh but yeah they didn't really say anything about it they just showed us art of it and it looks kind of like a trace rifle to me brian any thoughts on that uh yeah i'm, I'm just waiting to see what it is um i have i mean like i haven't really like looked into it too much because they haven't really told us what it is or what it looks like so no not too much all right. Well, that is what is going on with GCX. If you want to support them, be sure to check out their streams. They're raising a ton of money for charity, which is awesome. So yeah, and they're making guys. a toaster now. Did you guys? They see are that? making a toaster. Did they hit a million yeah. yet? Because I think uh, some people have to get face tattoos. They hit the goal <laughs> to make a toaster, and I think a few people are getting tattoos. But yeah, I think it was okay. six hundred k for the toaster, wasn't it? Or was that seven hundred seventy-seven? It was seven 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 seven. Yeah, was that thing. <laughs> yeah. Nice, nice. I'd get a toaster as long as it was designed as long as if if it's designed after Jotun. Because that was the that was the joke with that gun is that it looks like a toaster. I think so it is going to be. Uh, that'd be I, I great. hope it. That'd be cool. I hope it toasts like a design, like maybe the uh, the logo or, or something into your toast. That would be very. I like to be able to slot in your own. One. So you make a, make a design based on your uh, your character's class. So maybe a Titan Warlock or yeah. Hunter symbol. Ooh, like toast. a three slot. I would like that. Yeah, that, that would be too good. Um, yeah. Uh, what else is going on? Okay, so minor spoilery stuff. If you're worried about it, uh, the story we experienced week two of the story. 
definitely was not impactful was that first week because the first week of course is the big bombastic intro but what do you guys think about where we at uh brian you're usually pretty up to date on the lore so maybe we should start with you no Travis, Travis, do you know where we're at i'm the lore boy but all right (laughs) so what's going what's going on this week he's the lore guy right there (laughs) let's catch everybody up uh yeah i mean there was it, it was sort of a um kind of a repeat of the first week just in terms of like the flow right like we are clearly trying to uh you know savathun is is trying to take control of that tree and it doesn't want us to get the seed or something like that there was an interesting bit of uh dialogue that sounded like it might be coming from savathun i had subtitles turned on and i was able to read it did you guys uh do you guys remember that there's like a small bit where where you can hear like a voice kind of like taunting you no, but I did play through it on all three characters, and some of the lines seem to be different, which I found oh, really? sort of interesting. Like, I think I got a, I got a one line from Nocris or whoever's whispering at me. Is it Sabathun or Nocris? I can't remember. Nocris was the one I think was delivering the lines in this mission. Okay, so yeah, I got, so got it. I have to go back and watch that again, but I, I do think I did get a different line at one point in the in the campaign. Um, but what did you hear, Travis? I heard her or a voice saying something about like calling me a worm or something like that. And then my ghost, like, it was like, Oh, I'll show you who's a worm or, you know, whatever my snarky oh, ghost yeah, always says, yeah, but yeah. Uh, shut up worm. Yeah. Like yeah. Something. Say exactly that. But yeah. Uh, so some, yeah. Something like that. But yeah. Super- basically it sounds like every week is going to be us defending this tree from, you know, the forces that are, are coming down the, the line in the next three years of, of expansions that they announced. That's kind of my impression so far. Yeah, and so I think... seemingly going to be samey? Well, Frank? Yeah. Probably. Seeming like it might be same. Those missions might be samey each week. We kind of like half the mission is takes place in the cradle or mm-hmm. fighting up to the tree, then teleporting into some sort of taken ascended plane mm-hmm. uh, where we fight until we beat up at Savathun's eye until it explodes. <laughs> Well, there were how many eyes were there? There were like six eyes or something in that first mission. That was the first right? one. So, the first one. Well, yeah, maybe we're taking out each of those. We mm-hmm. take oh, out all of his eyes, and then there's a big bombastic finish. I don't know where it's going, but I'm definitely she. intrigued. Sabathun's a she? Yeah. The Witch oh. Queen. Technically, oh, yeah. okay. uh, the Taken King was also a she originally. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so there's some deep, deep lore right there. there. <laughs> I did know that one. I did know that one. I don't know much yeah. about Savathun and Knocker, so I got to go watch those bite videos again, I think. <laughs> yeah. But what do you think? Are you guys enjoying this? Uh, are you feeling like it's a little stale already in week two? I definitely feel like overall, I understand everything that we're going to be experiencing this season, and I've already leveled up my Umbral TriCaster pretty far. Like, I'm on the third row now, and I'm like, oh, if that's it, like, there's not a ton... So like when earlier, when I'm recommending that you hop in right now, I'm not recommending that season 11 is like the best season of content that you're ever going to play. There's definitely some cool stuff like the guillotine that you want to try and get this season if you are hopping in. But uh, story-wise, there's definitely been interesting beats, but I'm more talking about like, hey, if you've been a lapsed player, just so you know, like five of the planets are going away. It's four. Four of the planets right. are going away. So if you... Plus Leviathan. So if you want to experience any of the raids or any of that stuff, you might want to hop back in. If you don't care, I mean, just wait, you know. But anyway, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys think? Thumbs up, thumbs down, Travis? 
I really don't like that I have to do the public event a whole bunch every week right before the mission. Uh, they have like a little like mandatory grinding, and I think this week you also to do Gambit, if I'm not mistaken, right you before uh, jumping. No, it's, it's not. It's um, it's giving you the option to do a few different activities to get gotcha. those umbral traces, and you can do it in the reckoning. The reckoning is actually the easiest and best place to do it because all Two the yellow bars and you're drop, done. So, yeah, a bunch mm. of yellow bars drop all that stuff, but it has gotcha. it escalation protocol yeah i have to do gambit and strikes anyway for the you know seasonal quests so i think i ended up doing a few gambit matches but you know the the grinding before getting into the story mission isn't super fun but yeah i mean they're they're kind of variations or remixes of the first uh week and as long as we're getting like little bits of story and kind of uh you know this whole season they should call it like season of the foreshadowing right like that's all yeah. it is it's just them <laughs> alluding to like these three years of content that are coming down the line and it's uh prequel. you know i yeah, it's a prequel, yeah. and I think yeah. it, I think it's very much focused right now on Sabathun, which is kind of surprising to me because that's not happening soon. That's happening in twenty twenty one. That's happening next year in September. Yeah. yeah, and so I'm kind of wondering, like, why has there not been any foreshadowing of like you know the fallen rising to power or any of that kind of stuff going on? Really, the only the only foreshadowing we're getting so far on next season is we seem to be building a seed out of darkness, and that's kind of alluding to you know, us getting our stasis powers, that sort yeah. of thing. I, wonder so, if, I mean, I wonder, I wonder if it's a, a, a rise of iron I issue here. Like, cause we, the, the whole speculation of like a lot of this content that's coming from beyond light or the witch queen or, or beyond Lightfall was supposed to be in destiny three. And it's like, okay, since the whole Activision split happened, it's like, we don't want to make a destiny three. So we're going to push all of that content into destiny two, but we need more time with it. So we have this other stuff, this other content, which is beyond light that they can put into it. Cause it doesn't seem, cause it seems kind of out of the blue. Like the content from beyond light seems kind of misplaced with everything that we've been building up to. Cause it's like, oh, we're going to Europa, but we're fighting fallen, even though we've been <laughs> alluding to us fighting whatever's coming with the pyramid ship so it's like it just seems out of place so i just have a feeling it's like hey, hey here's this here's this here's this in between like rise of iron is before we can get to what we really want to show you yeah i think yeah i think they're showing us like. fallen but i don't think that's what we end up only fighting by the time we get to that content personally hmm. yeah, yeah. Well, well we'll see icy hive like i've said in the past it'll be icy yeah. hive I see. I see. <laughs> Definitely. And, and the final topic we had is all about the dungeon. We've all played it now, right? Travis, you got good. You Multiple played through times. The dungeon. Yeah, yeah. I, I only did mm -hmm. it once so far, but man, it's really cool. I, the design and the puzzles and they did a really that, excellent that, uh, job of that dungeon. The, the, finally, we talk about it. The, uh, the, that the sparrow part with the rainbow oh. road looking that like, <laughs> That's right there. Is it like so? SRL win, and is this going to be a track in it? Because that looked oh. uh, that looked pretty cool. I mean, it did, it did look pretty neat. There's one there's one part though where like you have to get off your sparrow. Basically, I don't think you can ride it all the way down. Can you? I've yeah. only done it once. No. So. They, they've designed it. The internet it, will and, find a way. But when it looks like it's looping and you can't do it, there's like a little thing you can jump off and go onto another ribbon and keep going. Nice. Yeah. There, there, yeah. there's, there's, there's optimal paths that, that, that we've found that you can go like ride the whole way. Yeah. That part cool. was definitely fun. So Travis, you like it? Yeah, I liked it a lot. My one complaint about it is that we kind of were told in the trailer that we're going to figure out what the nine are. And I don't feel like I'm any closer to understanding <laughs> anything about the nine other than they're super groovy, baby. Uh, what are you talking about? Really into tie dye. Yeah, I feel like I, I, mean, I understand everything about the nine now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I still have no deep lore. 
Bites yeah. will figure it out. Just watch his videos. You gotta, you gotta find all those vases if you really want to know. Well, there's the vases, are. and then there's uh, when you, when you uh, do the puzzle room where the rooms shift and flip, and you go back mm-hmm. into that big sandy area. Um, Orin is hanging around in that area, and it, you know you can go interact with her, and she'll give you some bits of lore, um, hmm. some dialogue, because uh, she's just kind of just hiding out over there. So there's some some extra lore there as well. Interesting. Cool. Cool. Well, we all like the dungeon. It honestly, it's sort of a slow week. We've been we've been working insane hours at IGN on IGN Summer Gaming. So if you've checked out any of that content, thank you for helping us. And Travis, thank you for being patient and recording this on your day off on Friday. We definitely appreciate that very much. You too. You guys have today off too. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, we're doing this for work. We're recording <laughs> podcasts. Well, I'm doing it because it's important to me. I'm not doing And like. I hope I hope it's important to you guys too. I'm doing it because it's important to you, Justin. Aw, thanks, Brian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. Well, thank you both for joining us. Thank you, everybody, for watching. And until next time, everybody, Guardians out. Guardians out. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.